Welcome to BWI Live here on a Monday. It's the recruiting show. And uh, I told you last week, I think it was, that the, the, the lull was about a week in recruiting. That's all That's all it is. It's like part of February, maybe, and then uh, about a week in May. Because yesterday, or this weekend, I should say, um, it was the Under Armour Regional Camp in Baltimore, which we had Blue White Illustrated representatives there. They're going to break it down for you today. Ryan Snyder and Sean Fitz joining us in just one second. And then coming up this weekend, the Elite 11 is coming to State College. For those that don't know, that is the premier passing camp that goes throughout the country looking for the best quarterbacks to come and throw and compete. And Penn State is uh, essentially hosting one here in State College. going to be very exciting to see some of the top quarterbacks in the region and maybe from out of the region come to the elite 11 we'll be getting into all of that today on the show including your questions your comments uh your benedictions your your prayers and concerns all that on the show today uh on bwi live very excited for that and as always i'm going to rip the band-aid off now please like the video and subscribe to blue White illustrated on youtube so that we can keep this gravy train rolling get you the information you want on a Monday on the recruiting show. Joined now by our experts, Ryan Snyder and Sean Fitz of Blue White Illustrated. Guys, very busy weekend. Um, how, Baltimore, how was it? Looked like the weather was was beautiful this weekend for the camp. So two years ago, we had this camp in Maryland, came away with a wicked sunburn. Last year, it was more windburn and uh, frostbite mostly. And we're back on it with the sunburn this year, Ryan. I'm glad to see you covered up today because you were not yesterday, and buddy, oh, you are. I'm wearing long sleeves today, guys. Like I, oh, I was, man. I, I was kind of struggling, but I kind of stood in the shadow of a goalpost for a half hour, an hour. I think that really helped me. You were red by the time <laughs> we left yesterday, so man, uh, all yes. the best to you Still because out. I think you got the you got the worst <laughs> of that. Xander Seacrest. I should know by now to use sunscreen. Yeah, I, I just, just, we don't do this one. So I, I, I don't get it. Like, I, my wife did the same thing. We were out doing yard work yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, you want to put on some sunscreen?" She's like, "No." She came in. She looked like an eggplant. She's purple. Like, wear your sunscreen, people. It's not that hard. Anyway, uh, how was the camp, uh, Ryan? How other than other than the sun? How was the camp? Good turnout. Uh, you know, I mean, there are certainly some guys missing. Jalen Harvey was a guy we were really hoping to see. Uh, but I would say, I don't know, Sean, about two dozen or so quality prospects, guys. You know, when you, when you include 2026, 2025, um, you know, I, plenty of names, you know, from Xavier Gilliam, uh, you know, to, to DeAndre Cook. You had Zaheer Mathis, of course, uh, top prospect out of Imitep Charter. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of guys we'll, we'll go over today, but uh, good turnout. You know, there's always a couple guys that we're, we're really hoping to see, and then they don't end up showing. That's always a bit of a bummer. I know Harvey was one of them, and uh, I'd have to look at the no-show list again, Sean. Uh, there was a couple others as well, but it's about what you expect, man. Uh, the, the majority of the, of the region's top guys were there, and I, I always like kind of seeing the younger guys too because I, I know the 2024 guys by now, it's those 2026 guys that, you know, we, we've heard about for the last couple of months now they haven't seen in person. Good to see those guys up, up close. So how do you want to uh, – you guys obviously were there. I was not. So how do you want to go through the list of names that you have here, uh, and how do you want to break down the conversation today? I'll kind of like give it to you guys, and I'll sit back and just kind of jump in where I can. But you guys have all the information. You guys saw the, the players. You you know the names. So how do you – how do you, Ryan, how do you want to go through the list here? 
I think you just would kind of just start with the standouts, right, Sean? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you want me to roll through the 20 plus names we were watching, you know, we can do that. We're just <laughs> listening right. a bunch of names. But, um, you know, I think I think the place to start, uh, you know, if, if you want to talk about the quarterbacks, you know, Michael Van Buren was there. Samaj Jones was there. Neither of whom I really think are going to end up at Penn State. Uh, you know, Michael Van Buren, his his – already uh you know said he's about to commit soon sean you spoke with him I and mean, i'll throw it to you just uh you know your thoughts on van buren and that whole situation well first off from a performance standpoint look good i mean he's he is what he is he's a sub six foot quarterback but he throws a really good ball uh accurate um poised uh, a lot of really good things there but that said he's set to announce this saturday now and that's not good news for penn state so um i would say with uh with van buren um yeah, it's time. Uh, I think it's time to shift focus elsewhere. Ethan Grunkmeyer was on campus last week. I think that's a, a logical place to jump with that. I know we're kind of talking about the camp here, and and he'll be at the Elite Eleven in State College next weekend. Grunkmeyer will be, um, so we'll get a chance to watch him there. But uh, Van Buren, a good solid prospect. Like I said, he's very like his toolbox is great. His he's very talented. Um, what he can do, a little limited physically, and you're going to expect that with a five eleven quarterback. But uh, what about arm strength? Um, that's one thing from film, like up close, what does he look like? Yeah, he looked, looks good. I mean, it, it was not a great group of quarterbacks. Um, Maryland, for whatever reason, in that area, not, not tremendous in, in terms of quarterback output. Um, once in a while, a guy, a guy will pop up, but it's just not a, it's not an area where you see a ton of quarterbacks. So he was among the strongest, uh, in the group there. I know there were some other quarterbacks there that, you know, are probably not on Penn state's level, but, uh, there were some guys that, uh, that I liked um, just watching here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say it's, it's a strong enough arm. Um, good uh, above average is, is what I would say for arm strength. And then when you take the accuracy in there, he just looks like he's been doing it forever. I mean, that's yeah. one of the guys he started as a freshman as a spot starter and uh, came on and, and has developed a nice little career at St. Francis. Um, there's upside and there's downside by taking a quarterback like that. And, uh, but it seems like that's going to be something that Oregon's going to have to deal with, not Penn state. Ryan, what else you got? Uh, who stood up to you? Uh, well, we want to talk about standouts. Um, I'd have to go with Deandre cook. Sean, we've, we've been talking about DeAndre a lot more, I think, over the past five days or so. Looks like he's going to take an official visit. I just thought O-line, D-line drills really performed well, held his own. Um, you know, I thought during, you know, the certain little individual drills too, good hip bend, all those kind of things that you want to see uh, from a player. You know, is he a potential, you know, high four-star or anything like that? I don't know if I go there, but I, I see a lot of upside uh, in DeAndre and, and certainly a player that I think makes a lot of sense for Penn State. Uh, Size-wise, seemed to check out, too. I mean, look, actually, it was a little bit bigger than I thought he was, Sean. We have him at 6'3", 255, which I think oh, was about accurate, right? I mean, he's 6'4". Like, he's, yeah. yeah, he's absolutely size-checked out, like, in, in the good way. Like, in the fact that I think we had, I, I think we've been listening in articles at 6'4", 250, or I have at mm -hmm. least. And, uh, yeah, he's bigger than that 6'3". So he's got that frame. He's got a lot of that stuff. And, and you didn't see that from all those guys yesterday. And he's going to have to grow into it, no doubt. But got a chance to speak to him afterwards. And he was impressive in terms of, uh, you know, he's a smart kid. Uh, he's got, I think he's got the Duke visit set. He's got some academic schools on there. So he's got the ability to uh, to, to, to be that guy that is 6'4", going to be 295 pounds, going to be 300 pounds, and, and move around pretty well. So I came away as a stock up guy on DeAndre cook, cook. I liked what, uh, like what we saw from him. 
Was there a standout position group um, in terms of like the receivers looked really strong or the defensive linemen looked really strong? You said quarterbacks weren't great. Was there a group that you guys were evaluating and watching and you said, hey, there's a lot of guys here and uh, would be a good sign for Penn State in the region, either, you know, this year confirming mm-hmm. some things you've seen or 2025, 26? I would say, unfortunately, the running backs and linebackers were among the strongest groups, and that's terrible for a camp <laughs> because there's only so much <laughs> yeah. you can do. You feel bad for the linebackers who are out there chasing those running backs around. So I, I would say I would lean to that position group. There's some really good ones in there. Dylan Jones from Good Counsel was really, really good, I thought. Um, he just had a, a, a lot of a lot of uh, above average to top-level guys um, at those two position groups. Chris Cole was there playing linebacker. Um, who's a Penn State target. There's a bunch of familiar names if you go down the list um, when you when you sort these guys. I will say, going back to quarterback real quick, a guy I really like, Deshaun Purdy, is committed to Charlotte. He's, you know, if we're going to play this game, he's, he's better than Charlotte. So I don't know if he's Penn State good, but he was he was very good in there. And Samaj Jones, we kind of glossed over him. Uh, that's an interesting looking cat right there because he is, he look. you would think if you saw him, you'd think running back. Like he is built like a running back. He is pretty well jacked um, and he throws, he throws a nice ball. Um, he's about 5'10". I mean, he looks like he's built like a running back because he's sized like a running back, but he throws a nice ball as well. Um, not quite as accurate as Van Buren, um, but there's a lot to like in terms of a playmaker. Uh, I think West Virginia, it, it would be a good fit just based on what they've done traditionally with the, with smaller quarterbacks. And I think that that's probably where he will end up. Um, but there's a lot to like with Samaj Jones. I, I think we probably have him a little bit high based on long-term projection. And on three, we have him as a four-star, pro, uh, like a, uh, an on 300 four-star prospect. Um, but uh, definitely could see like there's a skill set. And that's, that's a shame. Like with, with Jones, with Van Buren, the skill set is there. These are two of the most, quote unquote, talented quarterbacks in the country, I think, but they're going to be limited on size and what they can do in the long term potential. Um, and that's for, unfortunate to say, but you also you also have to say it because it's it's yeah. flat out right there in front of your face. Uh, let's I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but we mentioned Chris Cole earlier and Ryan, I know he's somebody you've had your eye on um, just in general of the looks like test, because you said at a, at a camp like yeah. this. Hard to see what linebackers can do. What did you think of Cole, and, and what do you think of his prospects of that third linebacker spot in this class? Because there's a lot of guys vying for that position. Um, maybe there's a fourth. I don't know. But like, what, what did you think of his mm-hmm. his ability uh, this weekend? Love love his length. Ran really well. I mean, certainly the two things I thought you know while watching again it's watching linebackers chase running backs right which you know usually linebackers are a little more zone coverage in in an actual game so you take it with a grain of salt but certainly was one of the best at at, you know keeping up with uh the iverson howards the bug coombs the dylan joneses of the world you know it was certainly a good running back group which which by the way you know we talk about running back and linebacker house unfortunate for penn state you know those are fortunate for the camp but those are also penn state's like two positions that they're pretty much good at right i mean they need a linebacker but running back they're pretty much set at now so it's uh, that sean and i were joking about that yesterday but but chris cole absolutely fits that outside linebacker that they're looking for i think him and elijah newby are those two that certainly feel like they're rising up right now chris jones i feel like he's he was there as well the virginia linebacker i feel like he's probably going to end up uh, elsewhere, um, you know, I think I think Florida's the team to beat there. We'll see. Maybe maybe he'll get on campus, but I just don't I don't see a visit coming at the moment from from Chris Jones. So Chris Cole again, who's also from Virginia, Virginia Salem. Uh, you know, Salem is right. Uh, didn't uh, I think 
doesn't didn't Dex, Poindexter grow up in Lynchburg, which I believe they're all Roanoke, Lynchburg, Salem. I believe they're all like pretty close together. Salem's um, down eighty one toward Blacksburg, yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, and I, yeah. I believe Lynchburg's pretty close. My point with that, he was saying like they're from the same area and they've been able to relate really well from that. Uh, obviously, Manny Diaz is doing a lot of recruiting for Chris Cole as well. But I know just from talking to him, he said Poindexter that relationship with Dex is really strong. You know, he has four official visits. Penn State's one of them. The other three are Miami, Notre Dame, and Georgia, which are like. You know, kind of funny to me, right? You got Notre Dame, Penn State. You got Georgia, Miami. They're two uh, or four really different schools. Uh, two of them are, you know, different than the other two, I guess you'd say. So let's see where those uh, line up after that. I mean, certainly looking like another July, August commitment. And uh, Penn State should be in a good spot there. But yeah, length, really, really like this length. Six three two ten is is absolutely legit. Uh, I love to see what he tested at. Those testing numbers won't come out for a few more days, but uh, looked good to me. Uh, we'll obviously be talking about a Jamonte Waller here just a little bit in the show, not at this particular camp. But Fitz, what did you think of the linebackers there? Is there anybody on uh, outside of the guys that we've mentioned that stood out to you or any additional thoughts you have there? Uh, uh, not a big group. Of course, Cole is interesting. Aaron Childs is very good, I think. Um, and he seems to have slimmed down. We talked about defensive end with him potentially yeah. because he is a bigger, thicker kid. I mean, this kid's lower body looks like a defensive end. His upper body looks like a linebacker. So um, I think he's probably ended up going to play at Michigan. So we're going to see what uh, what that's about in the next couple of years. Gabe Williams is an interesting one. A uh, really athletic kid, really skinny. Like he's he's a linebacker. Um, some have talked to him or talked about an edge player with him. But if he's 200 pounds, I'd, I'd be surprised right now. Penn State had him up for a visit in April. We'll see if that's, uh, excuse me, we'll see if, if that's a guy that they circle back around to during official visit season, um, he can move around uh, pretty well. Um, there was some some other guys there. Brett Clatterball was there, 2025. He's got a uh, got an offer from Penn State. Um, he looks like a, a Mike linebacker, a wrestler. Like he's out there. He, coverage was not his thing, but uh, you know he's a big kid that can move uh, pretty well. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good group. And just uh, looking at. Um, the running back group that they were going up against as I sort this list and make it legible for me. Um, <laughs> Iverson Howard, who's at, uh, at Jalen Harvey school at uh, Quince Orchard um, is definitely a guy that uh, Penn state fans keep tabs on. Um, he's a good one. Bud Coombs at DeMatha has been up a bunch. Um, couple of 26 kids, uh, Savion Heider and uh, Deontay Sheffy from state college was there yesterday. He looked like he fit in. Like he looked, looked mm-hmm. really good in terms of, uh, you know, not just uh, accounting for which class he is, but he looked really good. Messiah Mickens was there. Um, Daniel Coles is in the 2024 class, had this talk with some other guys on Penn State, pretty well set in the 2024 class. But Daniel Coles is a, a good looking athlete. I'm not sure he's a running back long term, but he's he's good. And then Peyton Lewis, uh, I thought looked really good in drills, um, but he's set to come off the board, I think, before official visit season. And Penn State's got two running backs. So yeah. two plus two, it's not going to add up for Penn State. So he's a, he was an impressive player. And as I, Isaiah West uh, was one of the guys that won an MVP from uh, St. Joe's Prep. So. A lot of talent at that running back spot, uh, a lot of talent at that linebacker spot, and unfortunately, it's a camp setting. And, and we say that about school yeah. camps. We say that about uh, these kind of camps. It's it's tough to evaluate those guys. So um, really good group all all around, but uh, unfortunately, the strongest position, as Ryan said, is is not at the top of Penn State's needs list. And, yeah, it's kind of what you get sometimes. 
Well, let's talk about this then. Uh, let's shift to the receiver position. Stephen Light wants to talk about receivers. Uh, regular show donates to the channel here and appreciate that. If you want to be like Stephen and you want to donate to the channel, you can always give a super chat. We'll talk about your question on air and uh, you get a shout out if you want it. Uh, Stephen says, thanks for all the great content. Not to derail the Baltimore story, but T. Frank's Jerry Hawkins article has me with googly eyes. Um, so check that out, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Great time to mention, hey, subscribe to bluewhiteillustrated.com. Six months for $29.99, a better deal than you were getting before. So we just keep sweetening the pot. I don't know what you're waiting for if you haven't gone yet. That I did an advanced scouting, just looking at highlight film, giving my thoughts on Jare Hawkins. Receivers at this camp. Penn State is in need of receivers in this class, 25, 26. They need all of them at all times. So what did you guys see from those guys uh, that were assembled in Baltimore this weekend? Um, uh, Ryan, well, the one thing I'll I say, I'll, 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 okay. I will, I promise I'm going to actually ask one of you a specific We're question good. at some point today. We're good. Ryan. So the one, <laughs> one thing I'd like to say too, with Jure is just like, remember five, nine, one sixty. he's small. And, and yeah. I, I, I think he's going to end up at Penn state, you know, depending on how things play out, I think there is a real chance we'll end up at Penn state. Um, but they're just looking for bigger guys too. So that's, yeah. you got to just keep that in, in, in mind there w- with him. Uh, you know, the receiver group, I thought Rico Scott was looked pretty good. Uh, of course, he's committed to Alabama. We'll see if Penn State's able to get him back on campus at some point. But uh, if he wants to end up at Alabama, I don't. <laughs> excuse me, I don't know if, if, if uh, visiting other schools is the smartest thing to do. So we'll we'll see uh, how that plays out. But I, I was impressed with Rico Scott. I, I thought he moved really well. He certainly was was one of the guests, uh, best guys there. The other the the other receivers there are all kind of I don't want to say Plan B guys for Penn State, but again, we we know. If you look at Penn State's wide receiver board, who has official visits set, you know, none of these guys are really in that category. I mean, Chance Wiggins, I knew he was big. I didn't know he was that big, Sean. Um, you know, Elijah Moore, another guy that I thought well, at one point Penn State was in the mix with. doesn't really feel like that's going to happen anymore. Uh, you know, one guy that kind of stood out to me is Thomas McCoy. He's a, he's a uh, up-and-coming 2024 wide receiver Penn State just offered a couple weeks ago. Sean, you and I were watching him through that gauntlet drill. I thought he, you know, moved really well. Yeah, that, that's McCoy there. Certainly a player to keep an eye on. I, I get the impression Penn State would love for him to come camp, you know, get some more testing times on him. At the same time, uh, we'll see how he tested yesterday, right? Uh, those, like I said, those times won't come out for uh, a few more days but Penn State has access to all this all this uh, information so uh, he's a guy I think to keep an eye on out of Mount Zebanon in Maryland recent offer again I, I think they really want him to camp and then we'll, we'll see if things progress there but uh, a couple others I mean Jeff Exner was there I thought Jeff Exner was going to be a DN I guess he's going to be a tight end or a wide receiver I'm not exactly sure uh, but he's one of those McDonough guys where you know Penn State always has great ties to McDonough I think there's a real chance that Jeff Exner ends up at Penn State at some point. One guy who really kind of stood out to me, Elias Cook from Harrisburg. I know Sean always says I'm being biased with the seven on seven one seven guys, but Elias actually really impressed me. You know, as for a freshman too, I uh, thought he really uh, caught the ball well. I mean, there was some some situations there uh, where you know he was going up and over top of uh, defensive backs and 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 just moved uh, better than I than I thought he would too. Again, as because of his age, more than you know any knock on him or anything. It's just a lot of younger guys there kind of struggle when they're going up against the best DBs, the best juniors and seniors uh, in the area, but uh, keep an eye on him. You know, Brandon Raymond was there out of uh, St. Joseph's prep looks solid again, but a lot of these guys just don't feel like they're at the top of Penn state's board right now. So I don't, 
you know, I'm sure one or two of them was going to test really well and Penn State's going to find out about it. And that, you know, may help them uh, maybe line up an official visit or something like that here in June. But, you know, passing the eye test from from what Sean and I've seen, you know, there was nobody yesterday that was like, oh, yeah, this is something like they has to help in the pack. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, was, I was thinking that, too. It was a good, good group, but like there wasn't anybody that crushed it. I'll go back to Thomas McCoy, like. In terms of expectation, we didn't really know much about him going in. I uh, knew that Penn State offered a couple weeks ago. His coach actually played with with Mark uh, w- with Marcus Haggins at Virginia. Knows Dex really well. Um, he was s- the smoothest that I saw. Like gauntlet, running drills, catching the ball away from his body. Like there's something there. Like that that, that kid can play. Um, so I'm very curious to see where he fits in as an athlete. Um, not sure what straight line speed shuttle all that kind of stuff that he brings to the table but like it would not shock me for thomas mccoy to move up that list a little bit i don't know if he's going to go into the official visit realm i i, I bet with ryan I, I bet they would like to get him on campus to camp a little bit to to work with them uh, to see what he goes because i mean that's a we, we we sometimes set the board and set it and forget it and then we realize it's just the middle of may or the beginning of uh, middle of may uh the 15th today so um there's still time for evaluation. There's still time for camps. There's still time for spring evaluation guys to pop up. And sometimes they do at camps like this. Um, and, and McCoy, I think is an example of a guy that could be somebody we're talking about in a month, somebody we're talking about in two months and, and or something like that. Cause I thought just from a, just from watching him versus what I've seen in the past, kind of stacked up well with some of the guys that they brought in at Penn state. So Absolutely. is this a- real quick? Steve, sure. really, let me jump on sure. one more thing real quick, uh, just to kind of highlight what we're talking about. The MVP yesterday was a freshman, a 2026 kid, Davion Brown uh, from Trinity Episcopal in, in Richmond. You know, I'll be honest, I didn't watch him a whole lot because I didn't. And Penn State has offered him, but I just I'm not really I'm watching 2025 guys more than 2026 yeah. guys, um, especially out of that group. Uh, you know, we have some film and stuff and I'll go back and watch that obviously here in a couple of days. But, you know, it's it's when a freshman is the one getting the MVP honor in these camps, it doesn't, that's not something you see very often. Um, but he's certainly, I think a, a player we need to keep an eye on, um, you know, just from the fact that, that all of his coaches uh, gave him that MVP honor. So keep an eye on him, uh, Davion Brown, Trinity Episcopal out of Richmond. So is this a position, speaking of camps, is this a position where you, when, when Penn state hosts their regional camps over the summer, the, the, you know, bring in hundreds of players from all over the region fits. Is this a position you're still looking for guys in 2024? Cause there's a lot of times as, as Ryan just said, when you go to those camps, you're looking at 25. Okay. Who are the names to know for the next batch? Because we kind of have a firm knowledge of all of the targets. Are you going to be still looking for and evaluating receivers in 24 for the, the summer period for Penn state? Absolutely. Um, and I will say Jonathan Paler, uh, who looks like he's going to go to South Carolina, who yes. uh, was very good yesterday as well out of the slot. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely uh, an opportunity for somebody to to earn an offer at camp. Probably going to take what, four receivers, Ryan? So in that ballpark, if they can, four, um, mm-hmm. if they can. So that, that tells me their space. They've got nobody right now. And um, there's an opportunity there. So I would be interested, especially in that first camp, um, the first camp of the summer, because you've got some guys that we're seeing scheduling official visits for the end of the month or scheduling for, you know, the, the second, third and fourth week. And some of those guys may be still in school, but it's an opportunity to get them in maybe the beginning of the month to see if they're on that line to see if they can, can make it work. And it's worked for some guys It has not worked for, for others. But you know, if you're, if you're on that line and you want to get to the other side of that line, that's the, that's the way to do it is to get to camp. So I would not be shocked if they were, 
you know, heavy on the evaluations, if we'll say, um, in terms of receiver, because just because they don't they don't have anybody and they've got the opportunity to take numbers in this class. So I think that really makes sense for guys like um, a guy like Thomas McCoy to come up. If you have an mm-hmm. offer, you know, you've got a an offer, but you don't have an official visit set. You're kind of in that gray area between are they serious about me or not? This is an opportunity for him to to make them be serious about you or just go the other direction. And, and we and we've seen that a bunch we've seen it guys that come to camp and like oh you're you're not as athletic as we thought we would or you were excuse me you're not as athletic as you thought you were <laughs> that's okay like just go in a different direction you've got the rest of june to take a vis- official visits elsewhere so i think that's kind of where we where, where we sit with uh with evaluating the wide receiver position um yeah there's some other other guys chance wiggins is is really interesting because he is huge absolutely huge i don't know that he's tight end huge he moves fairly well but does he run well enough to to be at penn state that's a that's a good question very productive guy great kid uh, a lot to like there um as a total package but might be another one of those kids that you try and get up at the beginning of june to to run for you to see what you've got because i think if if he had the opportunity to be at penn state that might be a kid that jumps on that opportunity so we'll see what happens at that position but absolutely i think the this summer they'll get a chance to to look at some more guys It'll be interesting to see how that folds, uh, how that plays out. And we're going to jump into the trenches and talk about some defensive linemen and some offensive linemen in just one second. But before we do that, we are going to talk about today's sponsor, the sponsor of the BWI Live Recruiting Show. That is my perfect franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Are you looking for a side hustle while working on your current job? Or do you want to diversify, build wealth, Maybe leave a legacy. There are all different ways why you would want to join My Perfect Franchise. And here's the important thing. Do you know what to do with the assets you have right now to make them grow? That is, the to me, like when I was learning from this stuff from Andy Ludicky, the owner of My Perfect Franchise, that's super important. Like, you've worked so hard for the money you have right now. You want to make sure that you are growing it and not throwing it into a roulette wheel. And that's why my perfect franchise is here to help you understand franchise ownership, understand you and how you fit into that world if that interests you. So check out my perfect franchise. Andy Ludicky is a console, uh, a consultant with extensive experience placing people like you with the perfect franchise to manage. His services are 100% free. He takes you through a very long vetting process. This is not a five-minute interview where you just sit down and you chat for a little bit and then he throws a couple things at you. He gets to know you, your skill set, your expertise, your financial investment abilities, all those things to help place you with something that will succeed. Uh, questions about business ownership, anything else, you can check out the Blue White Illustrated message board or email Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net to get started today. Andy is a longtime message board member. He loves chatting about uh, recruiting. He's a recruiting fanatic, so you can have a conversation with him about that, although I believe he's a Texas fan. So, you know, I guess Arch Manning is the top of his mind at the moment. Uh, but again, check out My Perfect Franchise at Andy <laughs> at MyPerfectFranchise.net, or if you're watching he's on the sponsored. YouTube channel. I'll give him a welcome. yeah. you can see all of his stuff over there all right so let's talk about defensive ends guys um we have a question in the chat that i want to get to here from xander did ari uh watford come to any camps was he there and then from there if not uh fitz who or who stood out to you at the defensive end defensive tackle position Ari was a no-show. There was some talk that he was there, but not competing. Um, I, I I didn't see him personally. Um, his coach that, told that, me he came to do measurements, but didn't work out. That's what okay. his coach yeah, said. He didn't, I never he saw didn't him, compete. though. 
yeah so um he's he does exist um he did visit penn state a few weeks ago <laughs> um but uh yeah he was not he was not working out so that's we'll just check that one off the board i take i like to hit, take the easy ones where i know the answer to so um no no ari watford this weekend okay uh so one guy, and this is purely, I did, I was not there, but somebody who I've been impressed with and I thought uh, was, was, a, was a great positional player for Penn State that uh, surprised me, I think maybe in the wrong way here in this photo, is Xavier Gilliam, defensive tackle prospect for Penn State. Uh, did, did he look as small in person, Ryan, as he does here in this photo? Because that's a bit surprising seeing him here, expecting him to be 270 at this point. He looks very going the other way from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have him at 6'2", 260 on his profile. Certainly looked like he may have, you know, lost a little bit of weight, maybe closer to 250 now. Uh, I, I thought Xavier Gillen moved really well in individual drills. He worked out as a defensive end, and Penn State certainly would, looks looks at him more as an interior guy. And so I don't, I don't take a ton of, you know, O-line, D-line stock out of what we saw yesterday. I mean, he was fine rushing off the edge, but, I mean, again, we're, we're trying to see what he's like against guards and, and not tackles. So – uh, you know, certainly I think from a weight perspective needs to, to get a little bit bigger if, if he wants to be an interior guy. But uh, again, this is a position where Penn State is going to take a lot of guys or they want to take a lot of guys. You know, another it's kind of like wide receiver. I can see three, four um, defensive tackles if, if they're able to get quality defensive tackles. So, you know, when I look at again, like just comparing him to DeAndre Cook yesterday, Cook has more of that size. Uh, I thought performed a little bit better than, than Gilliam too. So somebody that kind of moved up a little bit. I don't want to say Gilliam moved down. I just I just don't think I got a lot out of uh, O line D line because again he was working out more as a more as a defensive end. But uh, has official visits at the Penn State for I believe it's that first weekend. I thought the second one of those two, uh, and and you know remains a guy that I, I think very well could end up at Penn State. Uh, but I was just hoping to get a little bit more out of that. I mean, the, the biggest takeaway, yeah, was was his size, and it was it was smaller than what I what I thought he'd be. So, but certainly moved well. I thought I thought from you know they do this one drill where you have like that hip bend, you go around the little hula hoop kind of thing. Uh, he was certainly one of the most impressive guys there, and that's good. You know that that's great to see. Uh, yeah. But there's other other drills too where it just was hard to take much away from if you're going to work out as a defensive end. Yeah, just his frame, like, you know, looking at the, the broadness of his shoulders and everything was just a little more compact than I was expecting based on what he looked like on film. Was there anybody on the other side where you you, you mentioned uh, Cook a little bit earlier? Fitz, uh, were there any other guys that stood out to you in terms of, okay, that's that's a guy that Penn State can target in their defensive tackle class, which right now they don't have any. So the board is wide open for them to anyone maybe kind of uh, open your eyes from what you saw. Yeah, I think I think Cook was was the guy that you would circle in that in that uh, he just looks he's got room he's got room to put it uh, put that weight on so that that was good um, and he did play on in the interior did a nice job on in the interior I put up a rep on on my Twitter yesterday it went uh, went pretty well for him on that one um, there, there's a couple of guys there I mean Jasir Whittington was there he's you know a couple inches away from being a, a top prospect you know but unfortunately that's like we talked about with the quarterbacks you gotta gotta mention it um you know same with Emmett Laws uh Herb Gray's an interesting one I think uh Penn State had Penn State offered him this uh, this winter the defensive tackle from Maryland good looking kid um I, I probably not as fluid as Cook um but he's got that body to work with so that was that was nice to see um it was it was a group to, to be honest with you it was a good group of defensive linemen i expected more you know i expected them to do better the offensive line group i thought would get cooked they did not they actually held out pretty well um so i was uh more impressed with the offensive line uh bryce jenkins by the way 2025 bryce jenkins uh from dc friendship collegiate 
absolutely massive. I mean, that kid looks like that. It would not take long for him to adjust to an NFL locker room. I mean, he's 6'5", uh, 295, 300, huge hands, huge arms, huge, just, uh, yeah, just, he's, he's really big. I mean, he's got some, some, some work to do to grow into his body and, and to figure out that coordination. Um, but if he does, man, he's, he's got something working. Penn state was one of the first to, to offer him. They had him on campus for uh, a visit, a couple of, uh, I believe it was in March, uh, in late March, but uh, that's definitely one to file away. Bryce Jenkins in the 2025 class is absolutely massive and, and really, really good looking prospect. The, uh, are there tweener guys or, or defensive ends? I know we've been talking about um, guys that could play both positions of Penn State. It seems like they've had a couple more guys on that on that list. Do you think that this group um, provides any sort of flexibility in terms of that? Mm, not really. No, <laughs> I wouldn't no. say so. <laughs> no. um, there were some guys that we were watching. I mean, um, so Ryan had a pick in for Dom Nichols a while ago, um, yeah. and I, I thought I did, but apparently that was another time another place um but uh yeah he was i I think penn state has done a thorough evaluation on him and i think he's going to end up elsewhere we'll say that he it was not it was it was not not a great showing there um darian mayo is an interesting one because he's originally from york he plays a good council i thought penn state would be all over him um great frame um a little stiff off the edge but great frame to work with um but penn state's really not in the mix there um, so there, I think there's a couple of guys like that. Um, you, you look down further, Eric Mensa uh, from, from Virginia, I thought was pretty decent at defensive tackle. But again, like Ryan said with receiver, there weren't any many guys that really separated themselves from the group. Like I said, I expect a little bit more from this defensive line group. Uh, Brandon Davis Swain was there from Michigan. He was, he was good, um, but uh, he's not coming to Penn State. Um, so yeah, it was, I think that's kind of what I think about that group coming out of it it was just a little bit underwhelming and when usually yeah. the defensive line has the most to gain at camps like this uh full disclosure i was uh running through some of the comments before that last question so i just threw i threw a dead fish at you guys and you did an excellent job with it so i appreciate that <laughs> t frank let me jump in here real quick i mean the, sure. the guys the stars of the d end were, were, were the defensive ends zahir mathis okay. cortez harris who by the way yeah. has not offered yeah. cortez harris yet they're going to they they're going to offer him. I feel like that. he's a twenty twenty five prospect for Dematha. Uh, you know he he was the D line MVP yesterday. Uh, certainly grabbed my attention. I was I was looking I, you know watching him perform. I'm like hey, Penn State hasn't offered a kid from Dematha who's you know performing pretty well. So we'll see how if, if that changes. I mean I expect Cortez Harris. He's our I mean one three has him at number fifty seven in the country right now. Uh, and you know the one three hundred is about to come out again too. And uh, he's he's going to be a highly ranked guy. So that's a, that's an offer I would expect to come. And then Zaheer Mathis, man, at Imitep, I mean, absolutely. To me, he was the best guy there. He earned a future 50 invite. Uh, he's got everything. Uh, 6'5", 230, frames great, moves great. I mean, this this is uh, right now he's at number 50, 60-ish range in the on 300. Certainly, I think that's a fair rating. And I think he's a potential five-star guy if he continues to develop. He was limited this year. I don't believe he played the full season. I thought there was an injury at one point uh, during the season. So I don't know how much how much film's out there. I'd have to evaluate things more. But uh, especially if he puts on a little more weight, uh, you know, more muscle, uh, there's there's a lot to like about his frame. So to me, it was the defensive ends who stood out, which is why I had a hard time comparing Gilliam because I'm comparing Gilliam to Zaheer Mathis as a DM. Yeah. It just doesn't it just doesn't add up. So. Um, but I, I thought the DN certainly stood out. And then again, just if you look at Penn State's defensive line board right now and, and the official visits are bringing him, Nigel Smith from Texas. You had David Polly Polly, of course, from PA. You got Benedict Ume in there. You got Xavier Porter. I mean, they're 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 casting a very wide net. And a lot of these guys aren't really from 
this area. I mean, of course, Benedict Gumay yeah. from from Toronto originally. Oh, you have Brian Robinson too. I guess he's at the end, but I still kind of think he's going to grow into a, a defensive. A, could potentially, could be an interior guy, depending on uh, you know how he wants to develop and if he wants to put on the weight. But uh, yeah, I thought I actually was really impressed with the offensive line group. I thought Kyle Altooner. Uh, the the whole problem with Kyle is, is if he was two inches two inches taller and what, maybe another 30 pounds. I think Kyle Altooner would Penn State be a guy Penn State's all over. They're, they're really trying to get bigger in size wise. And, and Kyle doesn't really fit that, but fundamentally, you know, moves really well. I was really impressed with him. How about Ryan Howerton, Sean, a guy who's visited before. Wouldn't be surprised if Penn State brings him back uh, for a camp this year to keep an eye on. I mean, they, they definitely want another offensive tackle. The, the problem that there too, though, is they got a bunch of uh, offensive tackle uh, visits lined up and certainly want to lock one or two of those guys down before, uh, dipping into the pool of players we saw yesterday. Uh, are there any other standout players? We, we got to move on here in just a little bit, but I know there's some corners mm-hmm. that uh, Ryan, you want to talk about quickly before we get to that. Uh, we are Penn State red says love the show, best football and hoops coverage. Appreciate you. Thanks for the super chat. Appreciate I always it. appreciate the donation, to the channel. And then I don't know if this shows up well on YouTube uh, going through the system we use, but see Paul King gives us a donation and a super sticker, which is a little animated thing. So hopefully that shows up cool. Otherwise, oh, you okay. know, Thanks uh, for, for Thanks. the donation. Uh, <laughs> King's always here. He's a, a, another uh, regular on the show. So, Ryan, I know you wanted to talk about Fatim Delane. Fahim De- Delane as well. He's a stud. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a potential. I think he's a potential five-star guy. And I know, yeah, right now he's like right at like 144. But, I mean, I love Fahim Delane. Maybe five-stars a little bit uh, too much. But uh, certainly a top 100 guy. He's a guy I really think is going to move up eventually here uh, in the ratings. I mean, my, my whole thing is like he's six one, six two right now, 200. I mean, how does he continue to grow? Because every I time I see Fahim Delane, yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's jacked and he looks really good. Uh, moved really well though, too. I mean, could he grow into a safety or something like that? We'll see. Uh, Hakeem Satterwhite too, is just a guy we've been talking about more and more, uh, was at St. Paul's last year going to St. John's now Penn state's already offered him. Uh, I mean, I will say I mean, he looked like a freshman out there at times trying to cover guys who, uh, you know, have been at these kind of settings way more than he has, but moves really well. He's going to be a player of Penn State's all over. Keep an eye on him down the road as well. Um, who else do we have there? Tyreek. I thought Tyreek Hayer kind of struggled a little bit uh, during one-on-ones, but I thought he, he was good during the individual drills. Uh, Tyreek's like a top 100 player, I believe, uh, at cornerback. I forget Tyreek's school off the top of my head. I apologize. But uh, it was, I mean, it was a, a good group. I, I thought the I thought the wide receivers kind of got the best of the DBs from from the group I saw. Sean, you you were on the other side, so it was kind of hard to see. But uh, you know, it's and look with these camps, there's there's no rhythm between the wide receivers and the quarterbacks, right? So balls are yeah. just flying everywhere all the time. And uh, you know, I'm really just trying to watch the routes, right? I mean, just watch the routes and how they run them, and, and you know, they beat the DB. Sometimes that's more important than whether they come down with the catch. Uh, Fitz, were there any corner safeties that stood out to you? Uh, Delane. I mean, he's, he's very good. He might be a linebacker. He's like, I think he's good counsel's best prospect. And there's a lot of really good players at, at, at good counsel. Dylan Jones, again, I mentioned him earlier. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot to like there. Uh, Kenny Wosley was there. Um, he was uh, the sole Penn state commit there. I only got to see a couple reps. He was on the other field with Ryan. Um, so I didn't, and he was it. great. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was fine. I'm not even sure how I'd, yeah. yeah, maybe I probably should. I'm sorry. So we have I'm looking at our I'm looking at our spreadsheet here, right? And we have all we have Penn State commits up here, and I'm looking at just the guys who weren't Penn State commits. So I'm 
Yeah, I'm reading that wrong. So, Kenny, if you're watching here, I'm sorry I did not mention you, my friend. I apologize. But, no, Kenny was fine. Uh, one thing I loved about Kenny, leader in every drill, right? Uh, always the first guy, always the one being the example of the coaches, you know. And I loved it. I love seeing that because that just shows leadership, shows, uh, you know, that uh, you want to get after it. And I love the reps, too, you know, always getting in there, getting more reps, whether he gets beat, whether he doesn't. It doesn't – it doesn't – that always doesn't really matter to me sometimes in these camps. It's just showing, like, you want to get better and, and you're taking the coaching, those kind of things i think that was really important you know from the reps i saw i think he took six reps it was pretty even you know three one three lost three i'll go through it and i'll try and get to those clips up here in the coming days but uh kenny was fine i mean it's the same thing always with kenny right like kenny's a dog he gets after it if he was two inches taller he'd be a top 200 prospect i mean that's i've said that a million times about kenny I, i'll continue to say that uh as well but another guy i'd love to see his testing numbers too i didn't get to see those but uh kenny more than held his own in, in one uh excuse me, cornerback, wide receiver drills. Well, I feel like I was there. That was an awesome breakdown of uh, uh, the Under Armour camp. Thank you, guys. We're going to move on quickly to one news and note, and then we'll get into uh, a preview of what's coming up. I uh, want to make sure we get everything here uh, before the end of the show. Beach Wine Guy asks this. What's your feeling on Penn State being able to pull uh, Jamonte Waller from the South? Well, Jamonte Waller put out a top list of schools. Ryan, it was a top 10, I believe, right? And uh, Penn State makes the list. So, Guys, um, quickly, just tell me your opinions, your feelings on uh, Penn State's position with Waller and whether or not he's going to be that third linebacker in this group if they want to take three this year. Well, I'm starting to think he's going to be more of a defensive end. Uh, we'll see. Oh. Uh, I'm just here. I got some people talking DN. I got some people talking linebacker. I know the size. I mean, we've been talking linebacker for a reason, right? The size doesn't add up, but. I have two people over last week telling me they're going to start recruiting him as a defensive end. So we'll see. Uh, they're, they're certainly using the whole Michael Parsons pitch, right? And, and how they used him uh, for, for Jamonte Waller. But, uh, you know, got, got multiple official visits set up, right? Penn State is the ninth. I think Florida is the 16th. Georgia is the 23rd. No, I missed one there. Uh, Auburn for the second. Uh, you know, got a bunch of other schools pushing for him, uh, trying to get official visits in. You got LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M, I believe, uh, a couple other schools uh, in the mix there. But, I mean, I think Penn State leads at the moment. But uh, let me, let's get through these official visits, man. He's going to Georgia, Florida, and Auburn, three schools that are going to be incredibly aggressive uh, in multiple different ways. And, oh, by the way, he's from down south as well. So Penn State's done a great job relationship-wise. They're going to do a great job on their official visit. Uh, but talk to me June 25th, and I'll, have, I'll, I'll feel much more confident in, in where things stand. Yeah, it's not if quite it, time to plant that flag now uh, for Waller, even though Penn State has done a phenomenal job recruiting him early. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with Ryan. I think they're in the lead. Um, you, you take him. We're talking position here. You ask him which position he'd like to play. He'll tell you a position, and then you recruit him at that position. That's where you're at with <laughs> a guy like Waller. He's yeah. so far out. Uh, I think he can play linebacker. I think he can play edge. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the direction you go with that. But I, I think Penn State's done a great job. And, and I, I buy – they're legitimately in this like the, you know, you can talk yourself out of it. He's so far away. He's got these other visits, but I think Penn state's legitimately in this and they've done such a good job recruiting him early that they kind of set the standard for the rest of the recruitment. Now it's about hanging on. Now it's about impressing him on his official visit, but uh, yeah, Penn state, I probably more in this one than a lot of people from the South would give them credit for. Uh, Penn state recently, you know, looking at the, the way they run their defense, they run a lot of zone drops. So, you know, you got a defensive end that has the mobility of a guy like Waller. 
I guess I can see it. Like, if you want to pay, if you want to make an argument for the fact that they would have room for a guy with the size and measurables of him, maybe he's more of that hybrid player at the position, and uh, you can do more things and and have a bit more of a a uh, you know scheme diverse situation with a player like that. So we'll see. It'd be fascinating to see, and uh, we'll keep up to date on all of that. Right now, we got to get into stuff uh, very quickly. Uh, previewing this next weekend and some uh, quarterback information. Everyone loves quarterbacks. Here on Read and React, what we do is we take a story or a couple stories that the guys wrote in the previous week since the last show, give you a little bit of context, a little bit of detail, and then you can go check out the full article over at BlueWayIllustrated.com. Today we're talking about Ethan Grunkmeyer because he visited Penn State this past weekend, and Ryan had a chance to catch up with him. Uh, Ryan, uh, just a couple quick thoughts on Grunkmeyer and how you think that situation is unfolding for the Nittany Lions. Yeah, I, I think he's has to be the most likely. If Penn State's going to get two quarterbacks, right, and they, they've casted the net here with uh, Tyler Cherry and Trevor Jackson, you know, out of those three, I think it's very likely uh, that he ends up at Penn State. The where I'm just hesitant to say it's absolutely going to happen is that he continues to talk about wanting to visit Clemson. Yeah. Uh, Clemson's one of those schools that doesn't just throw out offers like they want to get you on campus and then they'll offer. I think their total offer count still for the 2024 class is like 60 players or something like that. It's incredibly small. So if he does go and visit Clemson, if he does get an offer from Clemson and he loves Clemson, well, Clemson's a, a quality program that would have to be considered in the mix. But the good thing for Penn State is they are going to they should get him back on. I mean, he's coming for the Elite 11. I don't see any world where he, he comes all the way back to State College this weekend and doesn't hang out in the Lash building for a little bit. So it should be back-to-back -back, uh, visits uh, for, for Penn State this weekend, and uh, we'll, we'll see where, where things progress from there. But it feels likely. It feels like a you know situation where he should be probably committed some point in June uh, because if he's going to go to Clemson, it's going to be some point here in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, but I just want to see if that offer does come because he does continue to say that he wants to. And, you know, in my three or four conversations with him, there's no reason for me to ever, you know, think he's trying to throw me off or anything like that. He's a very, you know, smart kid and, and, and well-spoken and all those things. He's not one to, I think, play with the media. Fitz, what, what do you think of the situation? And how, do you have any feedback from the other side, maybe, of how the, the visit went and how, the, how they're getting to know each other a little bit better here in this quick sort of courting period? I made this comparison on the board, but uh, following quarterback recruiting and evaluation is like following a James Franklin uh, assistant coach search. <laughs> the circle is one, and there are people in the building that find out who Mike Yersich likes when Mike Yersich actually offers the kids. So um, that's Mike. Mike is very tight on that stuff, um, even with the people that work in that building. Uh, so I, I don't think that there's a ton coming out of it. I will say just in terms of dominoes, Van Buren's off the board Saturday, likely Oregon. Uh, Cutter Bowley's going to be off the board. He's a 25, but Penn State has been recruiting him as a 24 because of his age, kind of reclassified. Uh, and he was able to take official visits this summer, and Penn State was trying to get him on campus for an official. He cut his list to 10. I think he's going to announce fairly soon, and Kentucky looks like the favorite there, so you can kind of cross those guys off. Um, Penn State has not been hot on Samaj Jones, um, so you know I think West Virginia makes sense there. So you're moving on to that trio that Ryan mentioned, and, and Penn State's still evaluating guys. Um, Yersich traveling, watching guys throw. The Elite 11 is something that they put stock into, not so much in the sense that just because you were at the Elite 11, you're going to get an offer, but this is a 
a, a name farm. Like this is getting guys like this is their ability to get their name out there. Penn State, go back, look at the tape, maybe go book a flight, go see the guy throw in person. And then all of a sudden you've got an offer. Trevor Jackson was a, a, an example of that. Um, so they've, they've got an opportunity to see more quarterbacks. And of course, they're going to be in their backyard this week. So they're going to figure out a way uh, to get that those evaluations and, and continue to go. So that board has expanded while a, t- a couple of those top guys are coming off. And, and I'll argue that like, like evaluations are ongoing. Like you, mm-hmm. you, we've been so familiar with Michael Van Buren and Samaj Jones and and the guys that we have known for a long time that you kind of write off the new guys as Plan B guys. It's not always necessarily the case. We're going to see yeah. how these guys stack up, especially this weekend. We see Grunk Meyer throw with other Division One prospects at the Elite Eleven. Um, but like that, you know, it's it's tough to close. Um, you know, just to, to to pigeonhole these guys into to one. Um, thank Jackson Smollick was not on the radar at this time last year. Guys have pe- pe- picked up. Will Levis was not on the radar at this time during his recruitment. And, you know, Penn State mm-hmm. got him in camp and offered him in camp and, you know, took a commitment right away. So this is not the, I mean, there's no deadline for when you have to have your evaluations done on quarterbacks. It's just going to continue yeah. to go. Um, you missed on a couple guys. Coleman Hoke is, that's the white whale, right, Ryan? That's the guy that they want like for sure above everyone else like and he's committed to florida state so you've got to pivot and go with that see what see what else is out there to to not only uh fit your evaluation but also fit your program yeah the i i kind of described this on the message board earlier this week because i i went in and i watched the film of these guys and i gave an early ranking just on on the highlight film not doing a deep dive not really giving you the nuts and bolts but just the first passing rank over bluewhiteillustrated.com uh, of the guys that they offered in May, I, I ranked those guys three to one, and I kind of came away from it thinking Penn State's going to be okay. Like if if they can get one of these guys, I think all these guys are good. And it's a little bit like the offensive tackle situation where the names that you're talking about, even if you don't get a Cutter Bully or you don't get a Michael Van Buren, if they get one of these three guys, I think they get a guy that has similar talent to the guys they've been chasing. Maybe a little bit less of the extended time and reputation that you mentioned. But, I, I mean, especially Cherry and uh, Grunkmeyer, these guys have live arms. These guys have strengths that are not just good, but kind of stand out. And I'm, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is seeing these guys throw in person this weekend uh, and, and kind of getting a com- one-to-one comparison, seeing how they throw against each other. So, Fitz, coming back to you, uh, to wrap up the show here, give us a preview of the Elite 11. What, what is coming out of this this weekend? What should people expect to hear about when it comes to uh, players that they see throw at camp and some of the stuff we'll be able to gather when we're there. Yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that when we get a list. Um, I mean, I, I the Elite 11 has not put that out yet, so it's so tough to preview what we're going to see. Okay. Um, they'll, they'll bring in guys. I think, uh, Ryan, you said that uh, Luke Reynolds is coming down to catch passes, so they'll hopefully yes. have some – I think they call it all 22 or something like that where they, they bring in just more than – quarterbacks for the weekend um so hopefully we get to see some some guys that make the trip this weekend that'll catch passes and do things like that so um we'll, we'll see that we'll see guys uh going through the typical elite 11 drills i mean it's short in a t-shirt shorts and a t-shirt but it's also data you know it's a data point that you can go off of and that's one one other thing when i'm when ryan and i are sitting here talking about camps and talking about well this guy wasn't great on saturday or sunday and this guy you know was was really good like that's just part of the evaluation you can't you can't come away from that saying um, that this guy sucks because he was not good on Sunday. You know, like you can't come away saying that. You have to go back and and double check and triple check with the other stuff. And then if you come back and you're like, well, I mean, the can the, the original film 
you're right, was not that great. The camp's not that great. Then you move in another direction. Um, so yeah, I think it's just another part of that data uh, in the evaluation, and we're going to go from there. Um, Penn State will bring in guys. Uh, the camp is on Sunday. The Elite 11 is, camp is on Sunday, so it's an opportunity for them to get guys on campus on Saturday. That could be more than just uh, just quarterbacks, so stay tuned to the site. Um, we will see what happens when that roster comes out. We will see what happens when uh, when we get a feel of who's actually going to be on campus because it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, another reason, as I as Fitz just said, we talked about it on the show. Subscribe to Blue White Illustrated, bluewhiteillustrated.com. And when you do, let us know if you came from the, the YouTube show. Always ha- uh, helpful to know who's coming over from the conversation here to have the extended conversation over on the message board. Ryan, uh, anything coming up this week that you want to preview for Blue White Illustrated recruiting? Yeah. Uh, you know, just recapping under armor next couple days we got interviews uh chris cole have an interview coming up we have the oh on 300 top 25 is going to come out a little later today we'll we'll see some movement there with some guys i'm still going through that list at the moment uh so i i gotta check it all out myself but that will come out here in a couple hours uh just really kind of getting i I, my big thing will be you know recap under armor next two days get to wednesday i gotta figure out who's coming on campus right sean because there's going to be guys coming saturday maybe even friday uh, who are coming in for this camp. I didn't realize that the Elite 11 isn't really just quarterbacks and wide receivers this year. They, they're bringing more guys in from different positions. Uh, so just kind of figuring out who's all going to be here. That's It sounds like this could be a decent recruiting weekend. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, you know, I know Malik Washington's coming up for the Elite 11. That was another guy, 2025 guy we were hoping to see yesterday. He was away on vacation. Uh, he's a He's a 2025 quarterback that I think could realistically end up at Penn State. And then you got Grunkmeyer. Van, uh, Van Buren already did Elite 11. I think Samaj is coming up again. Like I said, not, not much is going on there. So really be Grunkmeyer, uh, Grunkmeyer, Malik Washington. We'll, we'll get some other names there as well. And uh, we'll, we'll see how things play out. So I'd love for Tyler Cherry to come out. I don't know if that's if – that's, I don't think he's gone to Elite 11. I was trying to figure that out the other day. Because, uh, you know, T. Franklin, you're, you're talking about the, that, that ranking you did. To me, mm-hmm. I mean – just looking at the highlights, uh, Tyler Cherry certainly grabbed my eyes with that offer the other week. Spoiler alert, he might have been my number one player on that list. Yeah. So Again, you can like check it. out why, though, at bluewhiteillustrated.com and get all that information. Guys, thank you for the show. I know, Ryan, you've got a bunch of stuff to get uh, to and yes. all that stuff you just mentioned. A lot of that's coming out pretty soon, so we're going to get going and let Ryan get to work to get you all the information you need. Uh, Fitz, Ryan, thank you so much. That'll do it for the show today. Please, thousandth time, thousandth time anyway many many times subscribe to BlueLightIllustrated.com. we'll get you all that information and we will talk to you on wednesday when we might give you another preview of that we'll talk about the beaver stadium i believe we're gonna have nate bauer on the show it's gonna be a whole menagerie of things we're talking about this week at blue white illustrated so we'll talk to you then